Joshua Nichols is a master when it comes to creating raving fans, raving staff, and raving franchisees. And as a result, his electrical franchise business is a raving success. I tell all my franchisees that you can take my whole business off me tomorrow and I can go and start any business in any category, whether it be a hairdressing salon, whatever it might be, and have the same success because people get lost in what they do is going to grow a business, which couldn't be further from the truth. It's the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Show, thanks to American Express. Yeah, I say, welcome to a Small Business Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing tomfoolery. I am your host. Timbo Reed, you, infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner and you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Today's 433rd episode is made possible thanks to American Express and to see how your business expenses can reward you, I suggest after the show, Google Amex Business. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what you can do with Amex and your wonderful small business. Big show today. We are revisiting one of my most popular interviews. It's a chat I had with Platinum Electricians founder Joshua Nichols. Now, if you haven't heard it, then you're in for an absolute treat. Pen and paper at the ready. If you have heard it, then I suggest it's time to hear it again. I'll tell you why shortly. Plus, I have a rant about a negative customer experience I had recently, and names will be mentioned. And this week's Jingle of the Week is going to send you tropo. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Now, having interviewed over 430 successful business owners over the past nine years, I'm often asked which has been my favorite interview. Well, that's a hard one to answer. It's kind of like, which is your favorite child, you know? There's been plenty of great interviews and trying to identify one, you know, it's just hard because we come at marketing from so many different angles and so many of my guests have got so many great opinions. However, The one I did in 2014 with Platinum Electricians founder Joshua Nichols is a bit of a standout for a number of reasons. His business story is inspiring. His growth has been absolutely phenomenal, 1,200% in his first five years, and it's now close to a $40 million business. It was $20 million when I interviewed him in 2014. So growth has just been awesome. He's got a great work-life balance. He and his wife, Alana, have built a culture that attracts great people, whether it be staff, franchisees, suppliers, whatever it is. And Josh has created a 21-step customer manifesto, which you would have heard me speak about often, that's led to a massive amount of referrals. I think you're going to like this one. I started off by asking Joshua one of life's big questions. How many sparkies does it take to change a light bulb? 
Mate, gazillions. It's uh, a highly complex <laughs> thing to do these days. So with safety systems and everything else like that, but no, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you got to make it hard because that's that's where the work comes from. That's right. That's right. It's uh, with all the uh, paperwork you need these days. So Correct. Yeah, we yeah, try yeah. and make it electronic, but anyways. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I yes. uh, I had a psychologist on a couple of a couple of episodes ago, and the answer to that question was one. But the light globe really needs to want to change. So, <laughs> now let's talk the serious business of business, Josh. Uh, yes. How did Platinum Electricians come about? Mate, it, it came about very humbly to say the least. Um, I was your classic technician, thought I was a bloody good electrician and thought that will make me a bloody good businessman. Mm. And um, I soon discovered in the first week that that wasn't the case. And uh, mate, it was it was really a case of me th- as I said, thinking I was a fantastic electrician, stepped out into no man's land, um, totally naive, and uh, put that van on, put myself in it, and I was away. That's as, as simple as it was when in the founding days. It's, it's a classic example of, of many business owners who are very, very good at the skill that the business demands of you, as in being a sparky or building a, building a house or designing a logo, but, you know, the, the skill of running a business it's is completely separate. Well, that's it. You, as as in the trades business that I am, being an electrician, um, you, you spend four years to train to be an electrician. But when it comes to business, which is one of the most probably important things, and where you're putting everything on the line and risking your your house and everything else, you you have the ability to get into it with zero training. So it's it's quite bizarre. So you've come out of out of uh, college. You're a qualified electrician. You have gone. You've started doing what you do best, uh, and then you've realised the running of the business is tough. So yes. what did you do? Yeah, mate. When I first started, I um I knew I had to have a computer. I didn't know how to turn it on. I didn't know how to put it together. But I knew that it was an essential part. I was operating at a mum and dad's house um, out of my bedroom, so it was very very humble. And then. As um, I started the business, um, I I quickly worked out that I needed customers, so I had to sort of figure out for myself Ah, how to get customers. The old customer conundrum. um, Yes, the whole – I didn't even know what the word was when it came to marketing uh, at the start of my business. That was like another language. So. I um, did what I did best and, and went and spoke to people and said, hey, can I do your electrical work? And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, excellent. So I kept it very simple. Um, but before I realized it within the space of, well, I would say probably in the first six months, I had more work that I knew what to do with and then suddenly discovered that this thing called business, um, I needed to educate myself and learn and surround myself with mentors because my back end was getting messy. I wasn't giving debt the respect it deserved uh, and things were like hectic in the background. I was servicing my customers' socks off, but my business was as rocky as it got. Man, how many tradies and just business owners generally wouldn't have gone and sought mentors? Yeah, well, I suppose that was just the position I was in. It was it was something where I knew I needed help, and it was sort of one of those things when you when you when you're in that position and you've gone out and bought a brand new van, which was a big thing to me at the time. And when I was seeing it all sort of falling apart in the background, I was like, "Man, I need help. Ask, 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 and just ask anyone." I suppose it was just in my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was at school, I used to struggle massively at school. I used to really try, but 
for me, school just didn't click. And I learned from a very young age that I had to get school friends and things like that. And I had to learn to delegate and ask and how to do things. And um, I suppose it just came natural when I stepped over into business that the same thing applied. I just need to ask. You said you asked anyone, Josh. I'm guessing you were a little bit more scientific than that. There were people whose opinions you respected, maybe financial opinions, marketing opinions, um, people, uh, staff opinions. Yeah, you kind of sought the right people out. Yeah, so I should clarify that. I definitely, um, for me, when I did ask people, I actually was very specific about who I asked. Um, For me in business, um, I would say that I'm – I look at people in business as far as mentors and make sure that not that they just have a good business, but they've got a good family life. They've got a good work-life balance. All the things that are important to me in business, I look up to those sort of guys. So, yeah, very much so, Tim. I, I My mentors were very balanced people uh, and they had a very healthy work-life relationship, successful in all areas of their lives, whether it be investments, business, and the work-life family balance. Were they people that you already had a connection with or did you hit up some randoms? No, I definitely hit up some randoms. Um, Most of the time, it was me being out and about somewhere and I would hear someone um, chat. So, um, I had Peter Irvine that founded Glory Jeans Coffees. I heard him at a business breakfast once and after the breakfast, I went straight yeah, up to Yeah, one him of these blokes who runs uh, straight to the front yeah. of the stage. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and mate, he took me under his wing and really helped me. Wow. Um, I had another business coach um, who's still with me today and been with me for 10 years um, and now coaches a lot of my team um, where he just clicked. We, we clicked. Um, he's the most common sense guy I know and in business, that's um, quite rare sometimes. But, yeah, I... Yeah, I definitely, I suppose you could say bumped into people or, mm-hmm. or recognised people's gifts when I was out and about and asked yeah, them the okay. question if they could help me on my journey. So I am guessing, Josh, that you got to a point, I mean, the nature of being an electrician means you're selling your hours unless you can start to grow your business, put on staff and somehow leverage. Right. Uh, six months in, you said you, were, you had no shortage of clients Where was the turning point for you? And I know that you franchised seven years into starting a business. We'll talk about that in a minute. But where was the turning point or that bit of advice that took you from selling your hours into starting to build, I'll call it an empire? Yes. Okay. So I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, mate. I got to the point where I got to around the four to five van mark um, and in the trade business, four to five vans is uh, at that point where you can't really be on the tools anymore. You're struggling to be the technician and you're struggling to be the business owner. You're sort of in no man's land and I was at this business breakfast that I just mentioned and I was running two phones at the time. So, I had one on each hip. Um, I had no time. I was doing my paperwork at night on my bed till like two, three in the morning like I didn't have a life. Mm. I was stressed. I had more work than I knew what to do with, but suddenly to me, that wasn't a good thing. That was a stressful thing and I just had no work-life balance. So, I got to this um, business breakfast and I heard this guy speak and it was like he was only speaking to me in the room. I'm like, mate, I need to get this guy and I need to talk to him because I'm at a stage in business where I don't know what to do. I'm starting to not like it and things mm. are, I'm letting my customers down, which just wasn't in me to do. I hated that. And I knew that something had to change for me to um, enjoy my business. I didn't, like for me, if if someone said that I would be where I am now or 
12 and a half years ago when I started, I would have fallen, fallen on the ground and started laughing. Mm. Like it was a, it's a journey where it's just been one foot in front of the other and surrounding myself with good advice. And um, I think with surrounding yourself with good advice helps you just overcome these hurdles. And I suppose for me with the person that I surrounded my advice with, he was all, always um, drumming into me to leverage out of my business. You, so, you know how you're talking about like that guy, who was it? Uh, his name's Stephen Kay. Okay, so Stephen's you're in this room of many, and he's on stage, and he's you feel as though he's talking to you. I've yep. got this kind of theory that you know we can often hear as business owners or or fathers or whatever, we can hear someone talk from stage, and we can hear the same message ten, twenty, thirty times. But then there's that one day or that one moment in your life where the stars align. And that piece of information that you're being told, it, it's ready. You're ready for it. That your your ground is now fertile for that seed. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm going to guess you probably heard what Steve said previously. You'd, someone someone had said it from stage, or oh, definitely, I would have read it. I would have would heard have it. Correct. Like, yeah, like I definitely. But there was just that timing moment where I was at a certain stage and he was speaking a certain topic, mm. and I went. That's what I need. So, right what now. was the magic thing that Stephen said on that day to you? He was just talking about again leveraging out of your business, taking that technician hat off mm. and putting the business owner hat on. It's a big I one, isn't it? Like, uh, yep. I, I, I remember the first time I heard that, and it's like, oh wow! All of a sudden, it's like, okay, so one to many. You mean I could be servicing hundreds, thousands of clients? Yeah, well, for me at the time, it wasn't so much about growing my business. It was just getting my life back. <laughs> so it was, to me, that was the biggest thing. And then as I worked more with Steve, then I realized, oh, hang on, this thing can be bigger. It can be better. And once I got the taste of not being on the tools and being the business owner, then a new lease of life came on me and a new lease of where I wanted my business to go. Is there a particular tip? Josh, that you can share with the listeners that allowed you to do that? Yep. I think, um, look, in business, it's always good to keep yourself accountable to somebody. Um, So whether that's somebody that's been in business, I would say. But for me, the number one tip, surround yourself with good wisdom and keep yourself accountable. Mm. And keeping yourself accountable means telling someone that you're going to do something uh, ahead of time. Correct. and And making sure that you do it. That's it. Set a goal, set a vision, and then um, tell that person to give you a call in a month's time or three months' time and uh, keep me accountable to that goal that I just told them. Is that a coach or could be anyone? Could be your wife, could be, could be your mate? Yep, could be anyone. I, I always say if you've got a big enough why, the how becomes easy. So if you've got that big enough goal of what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it, um, you'll hit the goals. Most people know what they need to do. And in this day and age, you, you've got the internet that you've got – information overload at your fingertips. So most people these days know how to go out and do what they need to do, but they just need to be kept accountable. Thanks to American Express, we're chatting with Platinum Electricians, Joshua Nichols. What's your why? Oh, mate, my why is this. I'm a giver. Um, that's my goal in, in, in life, in business, in everything that I do. I like to generate income so I can give and help. Um, we have a thing that we do in our business called One Van, One Child. Um, we're sponsoring a community in Zambia in Africa. We've just sponsored over 100 kids in that community. Uh, we're about to do our site visit, our first field trip, I should say, in February uh, 2015. 
So um, wow. mate, that's that's my mantra. Is uh, so yeah. your why why you do what you do, why you're building platinum electricians into an empire is so yep. that you can give back to the world. Correct. Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's, it's very simple. So in 2001, Josh, you, you're the man in the van. Uh, yep. Down the seven years in, you decided to franchise. Yes. Uh, why? Okay, good question. So for me, in the first sort of five years, I built the business to 12 vans and, and, and got myself out of all the day-to-day operations. The business would run, hire, fire, do everything without me. So then I got to a point where I got a little bit bored and thought, well, what's next? Uh, we were just based in Sydney, so we weren't doing any work outside Sydney. And then I decided that, well, I don't want to go and live in Melbourne or Brisbane and build another platinum there. There's got to be a smarter way because I'm very big on work-life balance. So I went to – I started doing the like conference circuit and started going to different conferences and trying to learn and educate myself. And I came across a conference in New Zealand, in Auckland, where it was a three-day uh, super expensive masterclass and they were talking about shares, property and business and there was one topic there that only went for about two or three hours across those three days and it was on franchising and it was like that light bulb moment. It was talking about how franchising is like a marriage in business um, and my two biggest passions that that I love in business is is building people and building businesses. It's It's fun. I love it and to me, when this guy was talking about it, this was everything about franchising was coaching and building people and helping them succeed in business. So it was an absolute light bulb moment where that was it. I just knew straight away that I was to come back and and build uh, my business into a franchise model because I just knew that it would be success to my makeup and a good way to expand nationally and let everybody share in, in the brand that um, I helped create. What's the darkest moment been in the development of this business? Um, the darkest moment, I can tell you quite easily, I was, um, this is before we were franchising, uh, I think we we're in about year four or year five there, somewhere there, we were we were going great guns from, from the outside in, people looking in, we're looking at our business going, that's fantastic. And uh, mate, on the inside, we, we had a growth curve that was um, over 1200%. And um, I was just putting things on, putting vans on and not giving debt the respect it deserves. And I talk about this a lot and just got myself in too much debt, um, too much growth. And uh, there was a point there where uh, we almost lost a lot. Uh, I got to a point where I had to say to my wife, look, I'm not sure if we've got to move back in with mum and dad. And this is prior to us having kids. But like there was a moment there where I let cash flow um, just go. I didn't give debt the respect it deserves. I didn't right. give cash flow the respect it deserves and got to a point where I'm like, holy dooly, I need to um, get my act together when it comes to understanding financials and cash flow management and things like that. So you had a sense of, geez, we've got a lot of customers here. We're not short of business. Uh, and just you went off willy-nilly and were buying vans and just spending dough and in the end outspent yourself. Nearly. Absolutely. Nearly. Yep. Yep, just wasn't educated when it came to financials mm-hmm. and, um, as I said, didn't give debt the respect it deserves and and just thought, oh, the money will be right. Like money's never been a driver for me, so it's it's been my weakest part in business because I'm like, oh, we'll make money because we're doing the right thing, but when it's sitting in everyone else's bank accounts, then you go, oh, maybe we need some systems here. Yeah, it's a bit of a consistent theme amongst the successful small business owners I've spoken to, Josh. Um, money isn't like, you know, it's, it's an outcome. It's not something they set out to, you know, chase. That's right. Uh, you know, yeah, to, to varying degrees. 
Um, Correct. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. That's interesting in itself. So you've got just just quickly. I want to I want to get stuck into this. You've got some raving. You've got a twenty one process step process to getting raving fans, and I really want to go deep into that. But yep. uh, before we do that, just wrap some numbers around where Platinum Electricians is today. Staff, annual turnover, customers, yep. whatever you can give us. Okay, um, we turn over around twenty million a year. Uh, we're running around just shy of 200 employees. Um, we're sitting at around, I think we just put our 100, let me look on the board here, 101 vans in the network. Uh, we're sponsoring 100 children. Um, we're all over Australia apart from Tassie. Um, and we're growing quite rapidly. We've um, entered into, we've just been nominated in BRW in the Mo- Mid-Market Momentum Awards and the Franchise Council of Australia Awards. So we've got a lot of recognition going. Mm. Um, well yeah, done, that, mate. That, that would <laughs> be 32 franchisees running. Goodness, um, mate. So, yeah. Well done. That deserves a round of applause. If it was a live studio audience, they'd be going nuts now. I demand they stand <laughs> and, and yes. clap above their heads. Now, let's let's um, ease our way into marketing, if we yep. haven't already. You've got a vision, a mission, and a set of core values. Your vision's uh, – which is kind of interesting in itself because I, I, I come across many businesses that at some point have done this and then it gathers dust. And I'm guessing within your business – it doesn't. The vision and the mission and the values are lived and breathed each day. So your vision to be the world's greatest customer-focused electricians. Yep. So that's your big picture. That is what we are here to do. Yep. Mission to deliver a wow experience to customers that creates smiles and is unforgettable. Yep. And then a set of values, which I won't go into any great detail. I'll give it listeners some examples. You know, create wow through customer service, have fun and smile, be generous and help others in needs. A set of guiding principles, if you like, as to how you go about doing business. And um, without going into great detail there, Josh, they are instilled in everyone in the business. How? Okay. We live and breathe our vision, our mission, our 10 core values. It's how we do business. It's how we roll. Um it, it, you can recite to any one of my key management what's our vision and mission, and they'll tell you at the top of their head straight away. Our When it comes to marketing, which like what this show is about, to me, how you grow a business, how you build an empire, your words, Tim, which I love. Mm-hmm. You can have those. <laughs> it, it comes down to if you if, – if all the listeners today listening to this go, well, why do I – what's a great experience that I've had in my life? What's, what's, what's that memorable moment? And every single time, it'll be an experience that makes them smile and that they can't forget about. So for me, whether it be a restaurant you've been to, whatever it is, building a business and growing a business, to me, all comes down to, one, are people going to stay loyal to your business and two, are they going to refer you to their friends, family, colleagues, etc.? If you can hammer on those two points, then you're going to have a successful, thriving, growing business. So for me, in everything that we do as electricians is how does the customer feel when we leave their house or when we leave their business? That is going to be what comes down to if they're going to refer us and stay loyal and only use us. So everything that we do in our model is all all about delivering that that wow experience that customer ser- like customer service as as two words sound so weak but how we go about what we do with customer service leaves our customers going holy 
dually. Like yeah. I've never experienced an electrician like this. You need to try these guys. You, you've, you haven't used the word, but you've talked around it in its entirety, the word emotional. And I had the episode, last week's episode, I had the founder of some online accounting software called Sasu. And yep. he, Mark, was all about selling the emotion. And we're talking about online accounting software, for God's sake. <laughs> now we're talking about installing PowerPoints. You know, I don't mean to dumb yep. it down, but I mean, we're talking about the work of electricians and everything you just – you didn't even talk about the work. Yep. You just talked about the delivery of a, a, a highly emotional experience. You know, what? Yep. how will the customer feel when we leave? Um, yep. This is rare. It's rare and it's it's powerful uh, because far too many business owners focus on the product or the service and not yeah. on the delivery and the and and the feeling that 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 product or service yeah. delivers. Um, how you get it? How yeah, do you like, then find another hundred ninety nine people who get that? Yeah, I tell listen. I tell all my franchisees that you can take my whole business off me tomorrow. And I can go and start any business in any category, whether it be a hairdressing salon, whatever it might be, and have the same success because people get lost in what they do is going to grow a business, which couldn't be further from the truth. I tell all my franchisees, electrical is just a byproduct of what we do. That's that's Yes, you've still got to do a good job, but that's not going to make your business grow is being a great electrician or you know, I mean, putting a downlight in 10 minutes faster than the next guy. That's got nothing to do with it. So you call, most businesses, the core product of what you've got to do is, yes, you've got to do a good job, but that's not what grows a business. What grows a business is how you deliver that core product. Hey, let's get stuck in, uh, <laughs> Josh. Your 21-step manifesto, I'm going to call it, to creating raving fans. Uh, yep. Can you give us some insight? You call it something different. What is it? And and let's pull out some key components of it. Yeah, not a problem. Okay, so what we do, um, which which in relate to giving our customers that wow experience that we can have the best marketing in the world as far as online and we can uh, have the best girls answer the phone and we can do everything from a head office point of view, but there's there's a stage where we've got to hand over to our field technicians. Now, our field technicians are really our face of our company. If, if they, we can have the best marketing, but if they drop the ball out on the field, then we've got an issue. We don't, we're not creating that experience. We're not following through with what we've promised online. So we have what we call the start to finish process. It's a 21-step process, and it's what we train all our field technicians in to deliver that experience to the customer that when we leave, they're just like, oh my goodness, I've never experienced somebody like that before. So in that process, we go down to obviously with 21 steps on on what we do on site, none of those 21 steps are about anything to do with their work, the electrical work or how they put in something or whatever they do. It's nothing to do with that. It's 21 steps on delivering an experience to the client from what we do when we first arrive or even before we arrive, I should say, to when we after le- to when we leave the job and then follow up. So We've got some things in there as far as – and look, before I start on it, there's a lot mm. of things there that's um, – I, I call it sort of the old um, chivalry service where it's like opening the car door for the wife. Like there's some things that get lost in time there but customers really appreciate. So we're very specific with our guys on on how this process works because it's all these little things that create an impression. So These are the one percenters that we forget about. 
hundred percent. These are the one percenters, and there's a lot of one percenters. And if you do all the one percenters, you got twenty one percent. Got one hundred twenty one percent. Yeah, you create an experience. So for us, it's they're little things, but they're very specific, and there's a, obviously a lot of little things. So, so going from one to twenty one, you're literally a pre, pre prior to arriving at the job, and yep. then I'm guessing twenty one is after you've left the job, and then there's everything in between. It's a time sequential order. Yes, correct. So the 21 steps are all in order, but to give you a bit of an idea, it comes down to like before we arrive on site, what time do we're very specific about when we arrive on site. So if it's 7.30 um, that the the appointment's made for, we don't turn up at 7.20 and we don't turn up at 7.30, we turn up at 7.25. Now, that seems quite simple or quite little, but literally it's we're very – on purpose on how we go about our whole process from where we park the van um, to how we walk from the van to the customer's house to what we do when we get to the customer's house. Hang on, hang on. How does does one walk to the customer's house? Is it a swagger? (laughs) I I should say it's the route we take to the house. So we don't Uh just walk across the front lawn or if we're at a (laughs) business purpose, you know what I mean? We don't just walk designated pathways. and No moonwalks. um, yeah, no moonwalks, so no swaggers. Um, I've heard um, you actually arrive, uh, a little birdie tells me, 15 minutes early, uh, park around the corner, um, roll up five, 15 minutes early is an inconvenience, 15 yep. minutes late, you're incompetent, uh, yep. you are there 15 minutes early, that customer doesn't know, you walk in five minutes early, you're a superstar. That's right. So even if our guys, if, our, if it works out where – whatever reason that the last job finishes early or whatever like that, you know I mean? We won't sit out the front of the house in our van, but we will go and park wherever it is so the customer doesn't realise, but we'll make sure that that van rolls up there five minutes before the job's meant to – before we're meant to be there. Uh, the the uh, anal retentiveness in me, Josh, needs to know this, but <laughs> I get how you can do that as your first job, but you're half a day in, yep. uh, you're three jobs in. How do you stay on time? Well, we have a $50 cashback on time guarantee, so we have to be on time. We don't have an option. Um, if we're not on time, we're paying money. So, And I think that's what our customers love as well. They know that when they call us, they're going to get us. Now, there are so, extreme- Yeah, go on. Yeah. There are extreme examples, I won't lie, where- I mean, we will get stuck on a job or we will get hung up, but we will over-communicate that to the customer. They will know well in advance uh, and then we'll be looking at compensating them, not just with money, but we we like to laugh with our customers. You know, I mean, we'll shoot them a couple of free gold-class movie tickets or we'll really go above and beyond. So if that customer's left an extra five minutes or 15 minutes than when we said we were going to be there, you know, I mean, they will be very happy that we're late because they're going to get compensated massively for it, not just in monetary, but just how we go about it. Customers know that we value them and that it's not something they know that we definitely couldn't have got out of, you know I mean, being 10 minutes late if that was the case. But it's very rare and we schedule our guys with all those sort of um, capabilities in place that if something gets held up, we're still going to make our next customer on time. Uh, Give us some more of these little 21 steps, Josh. I'm fascinated. Look, before we even walk into the house, we put down a floor mat before we walk in. And on that floor mat, there's a cheeky little line on it that says, notice the difference. Um, Before we walk in, say, for a customer's house, we've got things that go over our boots. Um, We've got dust busters in the van. Um, We've got things that when we're on site, 
Um, I say to the guys that if there's something there that's small to do that you can see that's an issue, we call it the freebie. So everyone loves a freebie. Mm. So if there's a light flickering or there's a there's a switch that's oh, a little yes. bit broken, I say just fix it for nothing. Yes. That's yeah, you know I mean, and and don't make a big hoo ha in front of the customer. Just say, oh look, I noticed something that that was broken there, and look, I just fixed it up because I'm fussy with that sort of stuff, and I've got authorization from the boss. Don't worry, it hasn't cost you a cent, but we just want to make sure that things are right in your house. Like yeah. just little things. It's it's giving back, not just taking all the time. This show is made possible thanks to American Express Business Explorer credit card, a card that lets your business expenses reward you. I asked Amex member Chris Gray, CEO of property buying business Your Empire, how he benefits from using his Amex. I use Amex for the whole of my business. Literally every single thing I pay in my business, even down to effectively my staff or my contractors and my rent at home, everything goes on the Amex card. Because with Amex, you get the most points for your dollar spent. And I convert those points into frequent flyer rewards points. I fly 10 or 15 times a year, only business and first class, including those beautiful A380 suites you get on Singapore Airlines where you get your own bedroom, and I fly for free. I don't pay for a single flight. But it's not all upside. Or is it? So I've got, a, I've still got a million points because I spend so much money in my business. I've then got to pre-plan ten trips for next year of where do I want to go? I need to find excuses to go to different countries. <laughs> this is a massive first-world problem, Chris. It is, but I'm willing to put up with it. So there's, there's very few people that can uh, can force themselves through the pain barrier, but I'm willing to do it. I've trained myself. <laughs> New American Express card members who apply and spend three thousand dollars in the first three months from the card approval date receive a bonus 100,000 membership rewards points. Ah, oh, you got to love it when your business expenses reward you. Search Amex Business to find out how. New American Express card members only. Offer ends November 30, 2017. Terms and conditions apply. Ha! I always wanted to do that. Oh, listeners, just in case you are wondering what you have just tuned into, because there's marketing gold dripping from the ceiling, <laughs> that is Josh Nichols, uh, founder of PlatinumElectricians.com.au. This is it's brilliant, brilliant discussion, Josh. Thank you so much for sharing so far. What impact does all of what you've just shared have on how much you charge? Are you really expensive? When it comes to charging the customer? Hmm. No, look, we're we're mid range. I'm not going to say that we're that we're um, bottom of the range or uh, we're at the very top, but we're very competitive. Um, I, I, I'm my the underlying question there was like you because you're adding such extreme value and creating such an experience and creating so much wow that surely price becomes less of an issue. Whereas yeah. whereas so often the first question is how much is it going to be. Yeah. Well, the thing that I'm talking with this 21-step process, you think, man, that must take a lot of time and the customer's paying for this. But all the things that I teach, like putting a floor mat out takes three seconds, putting boot covers on takes five seconds. Like everything that I teach and how we deliver our customer service model doesn't take any extra time. It's just how we go about what we do. Um, as far as price point goes, um, look, we're, we're middle of the range. Um, we do make a profit. That's what we're in business for. Um, but our biggest thing is that we have loyal customers. We get referrals. We don't have to advertise um, to a degree. Obviously, we do do some advertising, but yeah. our, our ad, predominantly all online. Yeah. That's, that's like Google average. AdWords, Facebook ads, stuff like that. That's it. Google mm. is our, um, I suppose, if you could sum it up in a word, Google would be a big part of our strategy. 
Um, so yeah, I don't have to spend bucket loads on advertising because I know how to market my business. Uh, and I teach my franchisees the same thing. And that way we can keep our price point that's competitive, profitable, um, everyone's making a dollar and we can deliver a service that people don't forget. How much, marketing such a broad term, Josh, but like how much would you, do you think you'd spend on marketing uh, a year in the last 12 months? Um, or for a business that turns over 20 million, mm. you'd probably talking maximum 100 grand. Yeah, wow. Max. Wow. Well, that's, 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 that's with advertising as well. That's advertising. Way. That's website design development. That's yep. stationary business cards, car, uh, van wraps, the lot. Yep. Yep. We don't. Yeah, see, that's, advertising doesn't grow a business. Let me tell you that. Well, advertising is a small component of marketing. So I kind of, that's why I said it's marketing such a broad term. But still, yep. I mean, that's, that's nothing. Yes. No, it's, it's, there's so much work out there for everyone. Um, the, the trick is just knowing how to get it. And, yeah, you know I mean, being that marketer, knowing what what your customers want. You you offer an amazing experience. You offer a wow experience to your customers. Do you you there is the in the voluntary them telling others about it. Is there some way that you actively ask them to tell others about it? Um, yes, like that's part of our twenty one step process where we we don't sit there and ask for names and numbers, but we definitely say to the customer part of our process at the end of our job is that. You know what I mean? We make a joke of it and say, hey, make sure you tell your friends or if you know anybody that can that can use our services or, or want to be wowed, make sure you pass on our, our details. We'd love to hear from them. We're, we're growing our business and we'd love to help anybody that you know as well. So we sort of, we end sowing that seed um, to tell their friends. And if, look, we're, the biggest part of our business is referrals. So we're constantly sending our customers gifts and uh, movie tickets and lots of different things that we do. Um, to say thank you, but that's a big part of our business. Every week, there's stuff going out to customers to say thank you for the referrals. So have we you, don't. Have you got some kind of um, structure or levels of like? I mean, there's customers and there's customers. I mean, if you come to my yep. place and and um, fix a PowerPoint, um, I'm now a customer. Um, I wouldn't be expecting to get a couple of gold class tickets. Probably write off all the profit on the job. Yeah, look, we it depends. We look at customers as a lifetime. Um, customer. We don't look at them as a one, one-off transaction. So if we know you'll always need an electrician in a, in a residential situation, you know, I mean, once or twice a year, you'll need us. So we know that we're going to come back um, to, to you constantly because of the service that we give you. We just know that you're going to be loyal to us and you are going to give us referrals. So when it comes to what we give, sometimes with the first job, what we give back is a lot of the profit in the first job, but we don't look at the one-off transaction, we look at the repeat side. Wow, then you create an expectation. It's like, geez, I just had these blokes come and put a PowerPoint in and I got two gold-class movie tickets. I'm going to get them to come and put three PowerPoints in and see what <laughs> I get. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the experience, though. You, you've just, I've just sold you without you knowing where you're, you're there going, holy dude, these guys are just, one, they just del- rocked my socks. And Rock two, the socks. they've just sent me this. How are these guys even making money? Man, I'm going to tell someone, I've never experienced this before. Uh, Suddenly, you've it. told three customers, you're happy, you're out to wife at, at the Gold Class Movies going, how good is this? We're here because of our electricians. Can you believe it? Josh, I've got some small business owners in my forum that are going to just wet themselves when they hear this interview, <laughs> uh, not to put too fine a point on it. Last question, mate. A little birdie, our, 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 our mutual friend Keith Abraham tells me that you actually have a book club for electricians. 
Yes. I, listen, I'm big on education. I love, um, I'm a firm believer that you build the business owner and the business will just automatically grow. It's as, it's as simple as that. So for me, um, in, in what I said earlier in the interview is my passion is building people and building businesses, but the first step is building people. So with all of our franchisees, they receive a weekly thought of me every week of what I'm thinking. It's, it's raw and it's exactly where my head's at. But I also have the book club where uh, all of our franchisees are on a book club, whether they want to do it audio or read a physical book. But yeah, the books that, that we give them, uh, we try and get through a book a month, so 12 a year. And um, look, some of our franchisees have never read a book since primary school, um, but they, they get into it because they see the benefits it has to their business. So all the books that we give are on the customer experience. It's about marketing, um, very specific to the journey that we're on because with our franchisees, it's all about growing their businesses, them not being technicians. Mm. Well, I, I suppose I should say this now. There are two biggest things for our franchisees, franchisees is this. One, get them off the tools to get the business to work without them. Mate, I'm going to leave it there, Josh. I I am humbled by some of the things people share on this show, and you have been no exception to that. Um, I'm excited by the kind of marketing you've talked about. There have been light bulb moments for me. There have been sparks flying. (laughs) Not to put too fine a PowerPoint on it. <laughs> no, all good, mate. I appreciate your time, Tim, and it's been good chatting with you. Good on you, Josh. Thanks, mate. Well, there you go, team. Joshua Nichols, the founder of Platinum Electricians. I hope you enjoyed it. If it's the first time you have heard that chat, I hope you doubly enjoyed it. If you've heard it for the second, third, fourth time, you won't be the first. Now, I can't say I didn't try to get that 21-step manifesto out of Joshua, but I get it. He's protecting his IP. I think he gave enough. Hey, be sure to hang around after my top three attention grabbers as I get on my high horse for a bit of a rant about a negative customer experience I had recently with not just one, but a number of businesses. But first, my top three attention grabbers from that chat with Joshua Nichols, thanks to our good friends at American Express. Attention grabber number one. Identify people you admire and ask them if they can help you on your business journey. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> you like my asshole little kind of analogy there? Uh, I love the fact that Josh has reached out to people and asked for support. I don't think people do it enough. Maybe you're a bit embarrassed. Maybe you're time poor. Maybe you think you'll get a no. Don't know, but I encourage you to do it. Attention grabber number two, put in place a customer manifesto full of little experiences that make your customers smile refer you to others and remain loyal for a very long time and i love the question joshua asks which is how does the customer feel once we've left their home or business he instills that in all his people and it is a wonderful wonderful thing to ask yourself as a business owner Because once you've got a customer feeling positively predisposed towards your business, then you have created a brand and you've probably got a customer for life. And a customer manifesto is a great way to do that. And attention grabber number three, love your employees by putting on great conferences, away days, training, awards nights, even just by simply being available to them. Josh is a master at doing that. Um, I'm, I've been lucky enough to MC the last three conferences that Josh has put on. I know the Platinum team really well, and it's just a really strong, strong culture. And it's a lot to do 
with uh, it's all about from the top down at the end of the day. Josh is very accessible, loves his people, and it shows. What grabbed your attention? I would love to know. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 433 and let me know. Righto, time for a bit of a rant. I moved house recently and bought lots of new pieces of furniture, lots of new appliances, everything from couches, fridges, microwaves, slow cooker, love my slow cooker, and a whole lot more. But that created a problem. I've been left with a huge amount of packaging, which I sort of naively thought would be taken away by those I bought from. Not the little stuff, but you know... The couch I bought came in two massive boxes. Like, you could house a small family in these boxes, and they're now cluttering up my garage. Uh, Interestingly, the only crowd that did take away everything was appliances online from where I bought my fridge and my microwave. Uh, Great example of an online business working particularly hard to establish and maintain some customer loyalty, right? Whereas the offline businesses sort of felt Maybe they were a bit lazy and didn't address the issue. So my, as I said, my couch arrived in these massive boxes from Nick Scarley. And they didn't mention anything about that was what was going to happen, that I was going to be left with these these boxes. Fortunately, um, when I did ring the fellow at Nick Scarley and highlighted the problem, I don't think I was the first one to ever do it, he immediately said he would come and collect them. But why wasn't that part of the original deal? Wouldn't that have been a whole lot easier? If they said, hey, listen, most retailers are going to leave you with a whole lot of packaging. We'll take it away. That would have been awesome. You got my business anyway, but I think going forward, it would be a smart thing to do. So what's the marketing lesson here? Identify everything you're doing that's pissing off your customers. Then stop doing it. And then include the fact that you're no longer doing it in your marketing or sales copy. You don't have to say we're no longer doing it, but say what you are doing that is a positive outcome of stopping the stuff that's really annoying your customers. Another example, like I've had the same accountant for over 10 years, yet when I call and he's not available, his EA still asks for my phone number. Really? After 10 years? And she's not a new EA. I know he wants it handy in front of him, but, you know, put it in your phone. Easy. What's annoying your customers that your business is doing and what are you going to do about it? Righto, rand over. I'll get off my high horse. Righto, enough of that rant. It's time for the advertising jingle of the week. This one is from 1986. They all seem to be from 1986 or 1980s, I should say. Must have been a very heady time uh, for jingle writers. And the vision that accompanies this jingle is the standard bunch of kids having fun. And the ad itself is selling, of all things, bananas. Banana, banana, banana. Make those bodies sing. Make those bodies sing. Enough, enough. You know, some jingles you just don't need to hear too often. 
very clever how they get them stuck in your head. That one I shared last week, the SPC baked beans and spaghetti for hungry little human beans. I had that in my head all week. Now I'm going to have that one. Anyway, you can watch the whole ad, if you dare, over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 433. And if there's a jingle you reckon worthy of this segment, or maybe you've got a jingle for your business, I'd love to hear it. Let me know over at Twitter, at Timbo Reed, R-E-I-D. Well, that almost wraps up another episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, sponsored by American Express. Remember, you can now search Amex Business to find out how your business expenses can reward you. Don't forget, there's an entire back catalogue of interviews over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And if you love the show, then let another business owner know about it by grabbing their phone and downloading it for them. Give them a bit of a lesson in podcasting because you are ahead of the curve, my friend. Until next week, I am Timbo Reid. Always have been, always will be. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.